So Mark and I had a conversation last week with uh, Ayal from Bancor and Adam from uh, his, his new startup, kind of trying to understand what's happening in DeFi from a bunch of different perspectives. Um, and within the last week, we've seen some crazy uh, attention drawn to the NFT world. Um, and, you know, I thought it would be good to kind of explore that topic in, in this week's session. Uh, the idea, um, you know, that, I, that I'm trying to execute on, obviously, is, uh, you know, having this weekly discussion of the latest uh, um, events and advancements in, in the cryptocurrency world. Um, because as, you know, Mark will attest to, it moves <laughs> 10 times faster than traditional finance, maybe a thousand times faster and uh, just uh, traditional. Uncomparable. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like uh, uh, like gravity on the moon versus gravity on earth. You know, one yeah. is just so, so noticeably stronger. So um, let's kind of jump right in with uh, just a high level definition of what NFTs are. Uh, how do you break down what it means to be a non-fungible token? So um, I guess people are listening and know about smart contracts. So I think uh, the first uh, like widely used or the first like uh, uh, standard for contracts that had the major um, traction or you can say major network effect, like the, there was actually uh, some benefit to using it, it was ERC-20. So that was the first time um, uh, there was a contract that was kind of like adopted as a standard. Maybe not the first time, but definitely that's like uh, the, the aha moment for a lot of people. Uh, right. and, and, and why, why, why is it like unique or why is it important? Because uh, up until ERC-20, uh, creating a, a token or a currency or something that has Bitcoin properties, something that resembles Bitcoin was extremely difficult. So forking mm -hmm. Bitcoin is not super straightforward. It requires a lot of work, but then after you forked it, you just have like a separate chain. So now what? Like people have balances and let's say that you actually create a community around it, but you can't trade it. So you need to go to an exchange. You need to ask this exchange to plug into your blockchain. Um, so I think uh, Ethereum, um, really created a, a cool bypass for this process. So the power, the power of this uh, protocol, the power of this uh, standard is that everybody that is using ERC-20 is automatically uh, integrating with all the wallets that support Ethereum and all the exchanges that support Ethereum and all the ecosystem that uh, Ethereum has uh, that uh, knows how to automatically support your token as well. So you can suddenly see uh, technically zero barriers. Until now, uh, a lot of barriers in the financial system, most of them technical, a lot of them are compliance. In this world, there's no friction, no, no, no barriers. Anybody can just, you know, uh, okay, what's your token address? Then uh, I, I support your token now. Like literally that's, uh, that's like uh, became very straightforward. And until that point, we, we've been there, you actually had to, to work a lot to actually create a new currency and create adoption. It's, it wasn't like straightforward, like uh, Ethereum. And then came, uh, and Ethereum is a fungible token. Fungible means, um, um, uh, so ERC-20 is for fungible tokens. It, it means the same. So it's like a series of, of tokens. Um, 
for money, you kind of need fungibility. Uh, and this is what ERC20 does. It creates a token, a series of tokens. You, you provide a certain amount, a, a set of parameters, logo, name, uh, what is the abbreviation, like what's the letters of the, the token, um, and how much, uh, I, how much, like how many tokens you want to create, what's the supply. With non-fungible tokens, it's uh, one small difference that there's only one and it's unique. So I wouldn't say NFTs are a big uh, technological achievement or uniquely different than, than, uh, than necessarily uh, ERC-20. Uh, but if you look at the contract, at the code of what you can do with non-fungible tokens and what you can do with, uh, uh, with fungible, what you can do with tokens that are serialized, what you can do with money, uh, totally different than what you can do with, uh, with uh, a unique token, like a diploma or a movie ticket or um, art. That, that's the long answer. <laughs> Love it. Okay. So yeah, I mean, fungibility is sort of, you can exchange it for anything and non-fungible is, you know, it sort of has its own unique value. It, it's, it's hard to exchange a domain name for bread, um, you know, whereas uh, ether you can exchange for either. Um, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so, <clears throat> you know, there's, there's kind of been a, a surge in, in attention uh, over the last number of weeks. Um, in your view, what, what kind of has driven this, uh, this surge? So I think uh, like, uh, like any other thing in crypto, there wasn't really anything that to do with, uh, uh, with like a technology. Uh, because I think technically speaking, there's not a really, uh, it's not really a technology. It's like, uh, it reminds me a lot of, uh, of ICOs. So um, yes, companies can raise money in a new way, but, uh, and, and yes, there is a specific standard or a specific technology that allows companies to do stuff that they couldn't do before. Um, but, and also there's like a network effect. So there's a platform when they could do it. So in 2017, you had Ethereum and it enabled, and, and actually I think it was the DAO that really sparked the idea with, in the heads of, of people. And then a year later, after the DAO crashed uh, uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a spectacular way, right. uh, I, a year later, we saw companies start to, to raise money this way. And as you notice, ICOs weren't li limited to, to Ethereum at all. It wasn't really technically difficult. You don't need decentralization to do an ICO. Uh, you know, it's it's taking money from an investor and giving him tokens. Uh, there could be even like a document that says he got tokens. Like an, an ICO is not really a techno technology necessarily. Um, yeah. And this is what we see with NFTs. A lot of NFTs uh, are are really those platforms that are running uh, for years and literally zero you know th there wasn't really any 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 news there um any blockchain that supports erc20 can support nfts uh, and ethereum is actually the biggest platform so there's not like it's not like you need the special tools or you need special tools but the way nfts work today the technology is not really a barrier what happened i think is is really it took one step forward in terms of uh, partnerships and 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 like we kind of move closer to um, 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 to onboarding prominent members or 
we can call it, we can start seeing like the creator economy outside the crypto space, slowly starting to go into crypto. And we don't yeah. see it necessarily with NFTs. We also see it with uh, brands um, that are slowly starting to go. I think NBA Top Shots was like the, the one of the main uh, events. There's also right. uh, social currencies, which I see kind of resemble NFTs in a way, like it's access economy and, um, you know, they're serialized. There's not too many of them. They're like there's a Patreon model there maybe. And uh, and uh, it might like give like different different characteristics to the coin itself. To the, but it, technically, we don't really talk about something that uh, that different. Um, and I think a lot of people are focusing on art. So a lot of, uh, of just like uh, uh, crazy. And this is like the part that really reminds me of ICOs, like the fact that uh, people are attracted by, uh, by uh, uh, investors pouring money into it. But, you know, it's totally different. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, from my vantage point, I think Top Shot was sort of the, the catalyst when people realized that, you know, this platform came out of nowhere and sold $200 million in a month worth of, you know, collectible items and digital <laughs> videos and other, yeah. other crazy things. Um, now the Andreessen article that I sent you, there was a quote, right? Buying an NFT is angel investing in culture. Um, do you agree with that? Um, I don't know. I think it's vague. Like uh, NFTs are vague in general. Like uh, there's no, you can't really talk about something uh, similar between a, an NFT that uh, like there's no a lot of commonalities between NFTs to uh, for a ticket, you know, to to get into a concert, and NFTs for art. I don't see right. uh, I don't see the similarity. Uh, the secondary right. market works that that inherently makes them NFTs, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it kind of feels like like we're again um, uh, like every hype cycle. There's a lot of things that are like complicated about this to understand, and yeah. partially it's because people are like generalizing. Um, the, like for instance, the, the, the uh, NBA Top Shots it, it it didn't really came out of nowhere, and it really tried to reinvent. What, like the the collectibles uh, or focus on collectibles ticketing is not about collectibles at all like the, it's not about art uh, it, it's definitely very powerful but like it's a whole different universe maybe uh, right. it creates like new opportunities not maybe i'm sure it will create new opportunities um i just don't like for instance if 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 nfts are icos like similar to ICOs, then what is a scam in the NFT world? <laughs> you know, yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of blows your mind to think about it. Uh, when you buy, um, I saw, for instance, um, um, uh, Rick and Morty um, creator uh, the, like sold something on OpenSea for yeah. I remember like crazy amount of money, and and I look at this yeah. and I said, uh, like, like I imagine him just playing and doodling for maybe 10 seconds and then uploading this. And I probably was amazed at how, how much he sold it. Uh, I don't remember, but it was a lot of money. Right. Um, right. Kind of, kind of feels like, I, I wouldn't say it's a scam, but you know, it's kind, kind of feels like it, it, it's not, it's not really like there's no value to the art itself. It's only the fact that this is a, 
this uh, platform attracts attention from uh, you know big artists or big names uh, gives a certain valuation to the art not specific or, or the fact that it was the first so people value the fact yeah. that it's like the novelty of, of, of this um, this is why I'm trying to be a bit um, skeptical I, 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 I wouldn't say skeptical I just look at the technology a lot and I don't see the, the like I don't see really um, the what was what happened right now in from the technological aspect that kind of pushes this forward. Uh, it feels like more like uh, there's more uh, partnerships that are closed. It it kind of closer to mainstream. Uh, maybe some some of the space matured around it because you need fiat ramps and you need like tools. It's 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 also about that. Right. Uh, not necessarily a breakthrough from a technological aspect, which 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 is more more my end. Like I, maybe that that's not really what's important, you know. Uh, but this is why I'm 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 skeptical a little bit. Yeah. So you know, there's so many directions we could go, and and hopefully we will go. But um, you know, over the past year, collectibles became extremely uh, exciting for all of the people staying at home who couldn't bet on live sports. Um, you know, the, these cards that may have gone for a thousand uh, pre-COVID were going for 50,000 on eBay, you know, with nothing uh, fundamentally different other than, you know, demand and stimulus and, you know, all of these things converging into kind of a perfect storm. Um, and I so I think the collectible trend was happening throughout the past year. My, my friend uh, Yonatan had been ch chatting about it every possible occasion, um, and then it, it you know sort of merged with crypto in this Top Shot sort of experiment uh, a month ago, where all of a sudden all these people who were maybe investing in Pokemon cards and investing in NBA cards sort of came online and realize that what's underneath, you know, top shot is, is, you know, uh, a blockchain and, and that could have potentially uh, accelerated some of the, the shift um, and, and, and convergence. And then I think it became, you know, clear that there, there really was very little barrier to creating your own NFT, whatever vertical you're in. Um, and you saw Blau come online and, you know, sort of auction off digital art and digital music uh, and, you know, net or gross, sorry, 11.3 million in a quite a short period of time. And so, you know, people said that that's a transformational event because it sort of opened the eyes to, you know, this world of, of artists and creators that there's an alternative way to monetize your audience. Um, and I think, you know, many influencers and creators who are on social media um, you know, have been struggling with this, right? Because Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and, and others, even YouTube, like, you know, maybe they share the ad revenue with you, but in most cases they don't. The only yeah. way you really monetize is through, you know, uh, advertising other people's products or promoting your own events or whatever. But the idea that, you know, your audience could support you just by purchasing, you know, some scarce, digital object um, that, that you've created specifically for, for your audience 
sort of opens up this window um, to, to, to monetizing in, in a new way. And I think that yeah. that, that has a lot of uh, interesting implications for how, you know, people are, are creating. What's your take there? I'm absolutely sold on this. It's a, the, the part I'm skeptical about is is the fact that we're 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 talking about this point in time uh, about NFTs as a whole instead of uh, you know um, it's it's like uh, it's like the early days of blockchain, right? Uh, it was a one size fits all solution, um, right. and you didn't have uh, some of the basic uh, building blocks that we have today. We, we didn't have like none of it, like. Nobody actually interacted with contracts. Nobody actually held anything that was like a little bit more complicated uh, than like a simple ERC twenty. And nowadays there's like leverage and and uh, and and trading and AMMs and uh, and 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 suddenly the discussion started to be much more mature, and especially with the regulators. So um, if I jump back uh, a few years ago in 2013, 14, we. Uh, raised money. Uh, I remember we've been to New York talking about uh, this use case exactly with investors, uh, talking about brand equity and social currencies, and right. the, this idea of, of of a brand to 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 create like a loyal following uh, by giving them like uh, access tokens. It was eight years ago. Um, yeah. We thought back then that uh, a lot of players are like in competition, and uh, you know. Like everybody in this space are kind of building it right now, and and you know we, we wanted to uh, um, uh, to to like find a protocol in, that we can use. It was the pre pre Ethereum days, no contracts. Like none of right. this was really about the technology. It was really about the capabilities of what you can do with uh, uh, with the blockchain. Yeah. Um, and today I, I really see that uh, um, like not all things you can do with NFTs are equally interesting. So if we look at NBA Top Shots, uh, it's really important to think how they capture value. Like it's not really a standard product from the outside, uh, uh, other than like maybe a small phone verification in the middle, they ask you for your phone number with the Dapper wallet or something, like a little bit of friction, but I would say that they kind of uh, made it uh, frictionless. Uh, yeah. and uh, and, sen- and it feels centralized. You wouldn't feel like there's like something uh, decentralized or didn't feel like se- that different than, than any other product on the market. Behind the scenes, they, they launched their own blockchain and they created their own wallet. And uh, it's basically capturing um, uh, traction with consumers. And, right. uh, and I think the only way to capture value with NFTs is reaching ecosystems like Ethereum. It's like creating a network effect. Uh, mm-hmm. If there's no network effect on top of Flow that uh, is running, um, this is the blockchain that they started, like a, a bit uh, a bit of yeah. history about Flow. They did yeah. uh, CryptoKitties. Uh, it was in, in insanely successful. It uh, 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 plugged, uh, completely jammed the traffic on, on, on Ethereum because... Right. Uh, Briefly, there was a lot of hype around it. Uh, and the idea there is to collect uh, kitties uh, and breed them together and generate new NFTs and being able to uh, create an economy around it. And to, to this day, it's one of the uh, best uh, use cases, you know, NFTs as a, as a, that was like a big, a big, big uh, success for uh, DAP. 
um, at the very, very early days that also, also showed the industry some of the problems of building consumer products that are actually successful. And right. uh, a, le- a lesson that, uh, that the company behind CryptoKit is uh, made is that uh, they should uh, be uh, uh, building their own blockchain because uh, they can't really use any, uh, they can't use Ethereum really. Right. Uh, so they, they actually launched it uh, recently in a few months ago. Then immediately, immediately after that, they launched NBA Top Shots and, and some other products. Um, and if they actually able to create a product market fit, so it's not about uh, necessarily uh, launching it and reaching $200 million sales. And then that's it. We have a network effect. It's only right. if we have a, an ecosystem of players uh, where flow is only one of them uh, and also consumers. And those consumers are... Uh, accessing those services on a regular basis. And uh, there's some kind of like retention or, um, um, you know, recurring traffic. Uh, so it's not a one-time thing. And uh, when we will see product market fit and flow, uh, probably we can say that the flow token can capture this activity. Uh, because the flow token is representing the demand for doing transactions on the flow blockchain. And if the flow blockchain is able to attract enough network effect, it means that uh, that uh, and NFTs in, in that small universe will actually work. So this is how I, I, I see, you know, uh, what we need to look at. Um, not necessarily yeah. how much uh, Rick and Morty uh, uh, creator sold an NFT. That's less of a... Of a of an interesting uh, metric. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, the it, from what I understand, flow is you know the the protocol, and many NFT use cases can be built upon it. And the first one, you know, that uh, not the first one, but obviously this one is is specifically about the NBA and and maybe other sports. But over time, you know, you could envision them also opening it up to artists and musicians and any you know, uh, type of NFT, even ticketing. Um, the idea is that their infrastructure is much more uh, efficient than Ethereum because they're focused on this specific, you know, application of blockchain, if, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, th- that, that would be the logical thing to do, right? Become an all-purpose, you know, NF- NFT trading platform, not just for, for sports. Yeah, but uh, it's not really like things that don't work out like uh, like people usually want uh, want That's necessarily uh, uh, to work. Um, so it, a lot of things need to happen, and a lot of things can things can break down. Maybe right now uh, Ethereum is really popular uh, because of uh, a network effect, uh, but uh, Binance uh, will uh, replace it in the next six months. Uh, um, and it will be the MySpace of uh, smart contract platforms. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm hearing, yeah, I'm, I'm hearing, I'm hearing this uh, phrase a lot in the last week or two because uh, Binance started to to catch up uh, like a, a, a lot of liquidity and volume, um, yeah. and I think a lot, so many stuff need to happen with Flow, um, so it will actually be sustainable on term and people mm-hmm. have a reason to uh, to come back and and also uh, um, i think that uh, in the last uh, year 
uh, or two years, uh, we oh. kind of seen a challenge to this uh, thesis behind fat protocol theory. Sure. Uh, like th this idea that, uh, that uh, all the values captured on the base layer, like Bitcoin, uh, we see a lot of projects that uh, are uh, they don't necessarily focus on on one layer, and they can ac and, and actually being able to capture a value across different chains. So they're yeah. kind of like uh, blockchain agnostic. So um, uh, this is how I see uh, NFTs as well. Like any other thing in crypto, uh, you have this combination of uh, unproven business models. Everything's open source, so it's hard to defend your idea. There's a lot of uh, of regulatory hurdles. So I and I think uh, uh, this is like really cool about like maybe the the big big uh, excitement right now is really the fact that there's a lot of people pouring in this. So we we get like an um, a chance to iterate a lot and experiment a lot and do a lot right. of trial and error. And also the, it shows uh, there's a consumer demand for that to the regulators. Regulators usually. They don't. They 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 try to do consumer protection, but uh, 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 like Uber, you know, it's uh, it's not really uh, uh, nobody really asked the regulators, uh, yeah, because it was it 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 captured a lot of um, uh, traction early on um, before the regulators even uh, understood what's happening. So I feel like NFTs could have like this moment as well, um, uh, and and you know. Easily, they could go to NBA um, and say, like, listen, those are securities, or I don't know exactly how how is it falling under a security, but social currencies are definitely on like a gray legal legal area, um, and and those uh, in in inputs of like mainstream artists and mainstream audiences uh, that play with this, and Mark Cuban that uh, uh, that uh, I saw his interviews. Is uh, you know invested in like those platforms and using those platforms and earning fees from this and evangelizes it, uh, yeah. um, just you know accelerates. Uh, uh, but I always you know uh, want to go back like why am I skeptical? Not because I'm not I don't believe in this, just because you don't need necessarily a new blockchain uh, to mint NFTs. Uh, you don't really need like any blockchain in the world can mint NFTs. Uh, right. Technically, it's not. It's not. It doesn't require. It's not like um, there's like a lot of technologies that are complicated. This is not one of them, in my opinion. Uh, mm -hmm. It's much harder to create high friction trading uh, exchange or like a better AMM than uh, um, than creating a uh, um, uh, a movie ticket. Um, that's... Sure. So so. Um bunch of different directions that, you know, maybe we, we can go here, but, um, you know, something that has sort of uh, piqued my interest over the last couple of weeks is, you know, sort of the metaverse um, with Decentraland sort of obviously grabbing a lot of attention in, in terms of value appreciation. Uh, have you ever used Decentraland? Do you, you know, think so, that it's a legitimate project and that there will be eventually, uh, you know, a space where everyone in crypto, either just through the monitor or through VR, you know, is interacting with all these digital goods and, and real estate and, and so on and so forth. So um, I would say that, uh, that yes, I knew that it's going to succeed. I didn't invest in it, but there's uh, one single reason I, I, I bet that the central end will succeed. 
uh, it's because of its investors. Uh, okay. Very, very early in the game, it got a very nice funding. Uh, it was, uh, it had like a good pedigree uh, of okay. uh, holders. Um, yeah. Those holders, um, like long-term holders, very good. Uh, um, um, it's not only about funding. It's on. It's it's really about pushing it in every opportunity. Talking about distribution. It. It's like, yeah, exactly. It's like it's like creating a distribution that actually is good. Um, if you have like a, a vision that you believe in, and you can, uh, and you can, and it's like a super crazy vision. Talking about something so. Imagine like so sci-fi, so futuristic, but right. it's crazy with uh, with the one hundred million dollars, or I don't know, like the valuation maybe it's even more now. But uh, well, Decentraland, it's up to eight hundred yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. So so it's suddenly well, you have a crazy idea that's uh, that's worth eight hundred million dollars. It's not so crazy anymore. Um, and 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 I think this is like uh, the the self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh, or the chicken and the egg problem that tokens and, and, and tokenization help to, to solve. Because there's no way something like decentralized can, decentralized can work unless there's like crazy amount of people that believe it could work. And then right. technically implementing it, that's not the hard part. Right, uh, it's getting the audience that wants to actually yeah, exactly. join Cre- this world. Creating, creating a product market fit, that's the hard right. part. Right, yeah, right. Make- and now with all of this capital, they can, you know, give it out to acquire users, which is a very interesting difference yeah. than a traditional venture-backed startup, right? If there's enough yeah. people who believe in it, that takes the value up and then that creates this flywheel of we can use that yeah. value to acquire users, basically. Yeah. I remember that uh, when I was a kid, uh, I was uh, dreaming about... Uh, uh, you know, working in a gaming company or creating a com- gaming company and uh, gaming in Israel uh, was not really like Israel is really good at technology, but uh, especially up until recently, um, before iPhones, uh, gaming right. was not a thing in Israel. Like no okay. company, there was no gaming companies in Israel. Maybe there was one or two. Uh, it wasn't like something that Israel is, is, is good at. Um and then they invented the, the internet and uh, casual gaming and, and phones and, you know, people, especially now with the Corona, now people are just like flooding into games and, and, and all the, right. the, the casual gaming is going up and, and people are bored and they, 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 they're addicted. And um, there's a lot of companies also here in Israel that take advantage of that. And I think right. that anything that can reinvent it or improve it, because gas- casual gaming, is uh, is um, um, is I, I want to say I want to to say it in a in a nice way. It's nice like, way. Yeah, like like there's a lot of uh, games that are um, that don't like the mo- like a lot of the games that uh, people are playing in Israel uh, are like casino games. Uh, sorry, a, a lot of companies that uh, like Platica and some other companies that are really strong at casino gaming, um, yeah. which is uh, which I think stuff like Decentraland and stuff like uh, Axie Infinity and you know it's not exactly NFTs but it's definitely the same idea, the same direction. Um, well, Axie, Axie Infinity is like Pokemon though, right? I mean that's very different than 
casino. But they, but they, yeah, but that's that's my point. I'm saying like there's a lot of new things you can do within games, uh, universes you can build, hours you can spend that are not on on gambling or social ah. gambling, but instead on something that can connect you to other people, maybe not through Facebook or even right. earn you money. Uh, you can work in a digital world. Um, it, it, the, the promise there is that maybe we can find, like with NFTs, it's, uh, you know, we're talking about new business models for artists, for music, for events. Here in gaming, we're talking about new business models for the game developers, for, for, mm-hmm. for, for what users can do within those games, for what, uh, for like the, something for the central end, theoretically, it could go to infinity in terms of growth, because we're talking about a new universe, not talking about the existing economy. We're talking about creating a whole new economy. Um, So this is why I'm saying I'm excited about this, but mostly I'm saying like there's no, this this is not a technology. It's a a speculation around whether this is going to be huge, as I said right now, it will be. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, Yeah, I don't want to get lost in the metaverse just quite yet. So um, maybe... um, you know, let, let's talk a little bit about uh, the, the the ability to uh, really keep each NFT scarce. So, like, I guess you know, for a ticket, it's it's a little bit easier, right? Because there's a unique ID, uh, and um, you know, maybe there that unique ID allows you to, uh, or token allows you to, you know, not not duplicate it with just a simple screenshot. But something like digital art or video or, you know, something that is graphic, like how, how do these creators prevent uh, duplication? Is, is there a way within this standard to, to prevent, you know, downloading and, and things no. of that nature? No, you're talking about uh, uh, DRM, uh, which is yeah. uh, like, um, how do we create, um, um, how do we restrict uh, rights or um, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think there's uh, there's like uh, a lot of different aspects. So let, let's focus on on music, uh, for instance. So with music, you have a problem which is global uh, and uh, the fact that uh, we're, we're hearing more music than ever and uh, the artists get paid uh, get, like the artists are getting paid less than ever. So. Right. Uh, yeah, per... I, have n- I haven't gotten paid for any of my music. <laughs> yeah, so so I didn't know that you you do music, but uh, I rap, but... I rap, but it's ah, not okay. really music, you know. <laughs> so um, uh, so what 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 Apple has is like a, a type of a like Apple Music is a type of a DRM and Spotify is a type of DRM, and they're managing right. rights and they're yeah. managing rights and give royalties, and that's a huge problem because you can't really. Uh, uh, those, uh, back, this is another of one of the use cases we researched at uh, uh, back then in, in 2013. We did ticketing, yeah. we did NFTs before they had a name, but we also talked about music and how can we create a royalties distribution that currently is going through centralized um, entities. So there's a, a special uh, uh, agents or special places that have records of who gets what royalties on, on songs and it's super complicated the drummer needs to get some and the lyricist needs to get some and the the singer needs to get some and you have like a, a different um and of course there's a cross-border payments problem which is a, a really a, a problem from 
like even if Spotify wanted to pay, they can't really pay for most of, of the, the things. Um, uh, so the, the banking system is not set up for this uh, and, uh, and technology is not there. And of course, those competitors, music, Apple and, and, and Spotify, they don't speak to each other. I think blockchain is an amazing solution because uh, you, you, you have a DRM solution. Uh, it's not, it doesn't mean you can't steal like you know, with with uh, Apple Music, I, I I can record it and then I can absolutely steal the music. So there's nothing restrict restricting me from hearing this outside of streaming. Um, but uh, I I don't need Apple to pay royalties. Any player, big or small, can uh, uh, sort the royalties uh, problem, which is a technological problem actually. Uh, how to distribute the money and how to know who, who needs to get what money in terms of royalties. Uh, with, yeah. uh, with ticketing, as you said, it's super simple. You go to an event, uh, but then you have a problem that you have a secondary market for tickets. Right. Uh, and usually the secondary market is a big, it's, sometimes it's, uh, it's prohibited. Sometimes they, like now there's a technology that allows a lot of ticketing issuers uh, to get a piece or, to, or get some uh, a cut from uh, the secondary market, which is huge. It's like opening up a whole new... Uh, right. and, and, and there's no way to bypass it because those are tickets. They can check if they're valid on the entrance. Um, right. So I think that here as well, technology creates like, like just a new opportunity. So that's for uh, ticketing, for uh, uh, digital rights on, on, on artwork. That's the secondary market as well. Uh, so uh, if you want to, to sell the legal rights for... So I'm not sure what's the value of selling a tweet. Uh, it's I don't know two if million, it's art. apparently, but yeah. Yeah, yeah but what, what's the value, you know, not, the, not, not monetary value? Right, um, I mean, the, the, the thing that, you know, kind of would make this a little bit more, I would say, solid is if there was a virtual art gallery where you know people walked through and saw you know like, like in a virtual art museum that tweet right and and that's sort of like you own that tweet and people are walking through and they see it uh another you know uh, thesis is obviously um other rich millionaire crypto people or, or otherwise will say you know what i want that tweet it, it has sentimental value to me and over time, you know, more people say that's like the only tweet that Jack Dorsey will ever sell. So it's worth something because it just represents culture as we get back to this idea of angel investing in culture. Um, and then the, the you know, the, the real question is, will the creators uh, respect the scarcity of the NFTs that they're creating or will they get greedy and mint, you know, more copies that dilute the the value of yeah. those initial, you know, sort of first to market uh, NFTs. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of feel like um, maybe I'm not really into art enough or I don't understand art. I saw Banksy's exit through the gift shop, um, uh, which he, he, he laughs at the, at the art uh, industry and how it uh, prices stuff. And right. I think there's, there's a bit of, of like in my mind, uh, there's a bit of a distinction between uh, uh, collectibles and um, and uh, art. Uh, okay. So I wouldn't I wouldn't put them necessarily in the same category. Like, would you 
thing that NBA Top Shots, which is collectibles, basically, is art? No. Um, I think it's more just uh, celebrity worship, in a sense. Yeah, yeah. And I saw an interview with Mark Cuban and he said something really interesting because I'm not a collector. I never collected anything in my life. But I tried yeah. to throw stuff, uh, um, not uh, hoard uh, them. But uh, he said something interesting, like from perspective of somebody that does collect it and, 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 and actually sells uh, collectibles. Because uh, so he had like, uh, he said like, there's no uh, value. There's not a lot of value for a collector to actually physically touch the cards those cards that they're buying, like with the, with the players, uh, you okay. know, you can sh- you can show it to somebody digitally. Uh, and he said that he has a lot of cards. He just keeps them in the drawer, never looks at them, at them, never ch- touches them. There's a lot. Uh, yeah. There's a lot better price discovery. There's the secondary market. There's a way to to avoid. Like there's much much less friction. You don't need to drive somewhere to buy cards and start asking people for bids and stuff like that. So it's like, right. it does like, like it answers a lot of friction points for, but, but uh, is for there collect- a custo- collectors. Is there a custodian then who is holding all of the cards? Like, with, I mean, with NFTs? Well, I, I guess, you know, the, 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 there's, yeah, the physical cards that people want in their possession. And then there's another class of cards. That's what you're talking about. The, you know, unique digital version of like, yeah. how many, yeah. like, the, the moments. The, the, yeah, so the, they call oh, they the, call like it the, the NBA mo- Yeah, like the NBA moments or something like that. Uh, that that's like uh, their version of collectibles, right? Digital collectibles. And, and just to understand that, like the the idea is there because Top Shot has its own brand as like a minting organization. They have the authority to create the official, you know, yeah, video. Exactly. Right? That's that's not not only not only they have the authority. But also they they get a certain amount of, of royalties when it's resold. So it can right. it, but, so, but, so those cards can appreciate so those cards can appreciate and change ownership and NBA Top Shot can can collect uh, their royalties out of all That's the it. secondary uh, market. Uh, okay, got it. So the, the only thing preventing competition is the fact that NBA is a mo- monopoly. They'll only ever have one minting. Yeah. Yeah, and that creates this artificial scarcity. Yeah, and let's say that somebody wants to to Got fork it. NBA top shots and create a, like something competing. No, no, right. nobody's really stopping him. Like if somebody, the, the, like in the end of the day, uh, it's just like somebody forked Bitcoin and created the. No, the, no, no. It's it's uh, it's not though, right? Because I mean, the NBA has this authority to basically. Yeah. file some sort of you know legal complaint against copyright infringement if yeah this no, but let's say but to... let's say somebody from china that's literally what happened with bitcoin somebody from china for okay. uh, um, you know right it's worth it's worth less than bitcoin they they don't value it as the original that's my point right the, like there is a way to to authenticate this as unique and 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 original that's my point so I don't know if you're a sports guy more than an art guy, but, you know, is, is NBA Top Shot also doing, you know, baseball and football? And are those leagues going to spin up their own version of NBA Top Shot to do this? Have they already started, you know? I, I think, I think, I think, 
Yeah, I think that this is exactly the speculation that we're uh, talking about the new industry uh, on the cusp of uh, being born. Uh, uh, maybe it's around sports, maybe it's around art. That, that's the point. I think NFTs is, is like too vague, too general, uh, just like ICOs. Uh, and just like ICOs, it's not going away. Like even if we realize that, ah, that was a bad idea. Doesn't mean that uh, doing ticketing is, is bad. You know, I really feel like uh, we're, uh, we're talking about uh, um, major, um, um, like uh, po possibly a major industry within the blockchain yeah. space that was right. completely ignored in terms of investment. Uh, but, uh, uh, but also there's other things, for instance, uh, chilies. Uh, with, yeah, I was uh, just going to ask about chilies. So you took the words yeah. right out of my mouth. What, what's happening there? Yeah, because you asked me about sports teams, and that's like really their their focus, like their e vertical is esports. Right? E but I know, like, I, I'm not too familiar with it, uh, but I do, do do see this as like a very interesting model uh, of creating fan tokens or fan club tokens for fan clubs. Okay. Um, and I I don't really think that uh, you need a blockchain for that. I, I don't think with Flow you need a blockchain for NFTs. But Flow has uh, enough traction, uh, but we'll see if there's a network effect. Chili's is the same idea. Like we'll sell uh, Barcelona coins, uh, like the football club, um, right. and the, the the owners of the coin will be able, like fans of the club, can vote on what will be in the dressing room and uh, maybe what will be written on Messi's shirt or something like that. But, you know, the, uh, the idea mm. of, 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 of participating somehow, of getting access somehow, I think, again, I'm going back to what I said at the beginning. I don't see a lot of difference between social currencies, fan club, like access tokens in general, and NFTs. Like it's the, really the fact that it's uh, uh, rare and unique and only has like thousand copies and... It's serialized, so they're fungible, and uh, and it's like let's say there's like five non-fungible versions of it. I don't see like too big of a difference. Um, yeah. uh, so Chili's is is also doing something interesting on a vertical that is super interesting, and on, in a time that I think it's a perfect perfect storm because uh, football uh, suffered a lot, like sports suffered a lot, and looking for like business models. And, and can monetize their fan, fans in a, um, in a in an interesting way, but I don't think fans like th this is the my always my, my problem with NFTs because I'm not a collector, I'm not into art, um, I don't want to vote on what Messi will wear, like I don't care about it. Um, I maybe I want to go see a Messi game and then right. play at the stadium with right. my Messi coins, with my like Barcelona coins. This, this is the, the vision that I love. Um, yeah. If I can actually love a, a, group, a, comp, um, um, a, a team so much, I'm actually be, I'm able to, to, to interact with their products more than just buying NFTs and forgetting about it. Or more than yeah. just, uh, you know, it's a lot, not for speculating, just to, to actually use it on a regular basis. Go to the, to the game, pay with this, you know, kind of take it a st several steps forward. And um, uh, because I think in crypto, there's a lot of projects that only want you to buy and forget about it. Uh, right. buy it, stake it and forget about it. Uh, right. um, I, I rather 
I'm, I'm interested in projects that will take it a little more, like I saw, for instance, people are already doing what they ask and, and they, you can actually take a loan backed by an NFT. So that, that's happening. So I see this evolving into crazy things that we can't really anticipate. Uh, if you can actually took, take leverage on NFTs or collateralize NFTs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, it is reminiscent of the ICO boom in the sense that um, all you had to do during that phase was say you're doing the thing that's interesting for blockchain in your white paper and you were worth a billion dollars. Yeah. Um, you know, this time around, if you make an announcement or a partnership that you're doing this thing that, that potentially could capture the potential, potentially capture, that could capture the potential of this trend, you know, you get valued like that yeah. very quickly. And Chili's is up 10x this year, yeah. which is, you know, but, psycho. But, but, but I'll tell you uh, um, a foolproof uh, uh, method of investing in crypto like uh, works every time 100 that's going to be that's going to be my next my next topic <laughs> so let, let we yeah. do a sneak preview also the audience uh anyone who wants to ask a question please submit to the q a we have another 10 minutes so i i, I want to make sure if you wanted to jump in with a question feel free now's the time but yeah mark reveal your investment strategy <laughs> <laughs> so i remember going to a lot of conferences and uh, a little bit less now but uh, in 2017 we had like a um a lot of people asking about icos just like uh, today people asking about uh, nfts and, uh, and 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 you know there's a lot of a lot more stuff to to focus on and talk about this is why i think this uh, this hype cycle is bigger they're just like more much it matured like there's no more simple answers to very difficult mm -hmm. questions like we had in 2017 ah yeah put it on a blockchain um mm -hmm. so it's there's no no more like uh, one size fits all solutions um and i remember looking at people sitting in conferences uh, and very loud and then the downtrend they were they disappeared and uh, i always recommend like looking like the best time to invest is is after a 50% crash or 40% crash, uh, like a big, big correction. And then you look at the, at the, uh, like the true believers and if they stay, um, you know, if the, if a project has this track record when, where, uh, where he's, he doesn't care about the price um, or the project uh, uh, sees that the price go down and they pivot, usually, you know, the, it, the, the, this is a very good signal uh, and not necessarily investing when everything goes up, but uh, checking what uh, stays up um, or what, 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 what team continues to, to ship. And my, what I anticipate is that, uh, that uh, we're like only at the beginning, um, like the, the noise is going to grow. Um, I, I have no idea, maybe I'm wrong and tomorrow morning we're going to crash, but uh, uh, it, it doesn't feel like we, we reached the, the absolute top, um, which for NFTs means a lot more crazy news and like a lot of artists flooding in. And uh, um, I think that, uh, that uh, this is all uh, short term. So yeah. we'll, 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 we'll see like in a few months, uh, in a year, we'll see what, what survives this uh, boom and bust uh, cycle. 
and 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 the project that will emerge will probably worth gold. CryptoKitties survived the last boom. Decentraland survived the last boom. Chili's, yeah. I don't know, but you know th those are good examples of projects with track record. Um, so that's it. Be because it's really a, a a big problem to capture value. Everything's open source. Everybody can copy. Everybody can do what you do. Everybody can close a deal with the uh, 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 the NFL or like a, a new sports team and, and sell them that the flow is garbage and go work on our blockchain. Like anybody can do it. So this is why uh, I'm saying like, you, we need to wait. Right. Um, so we have a question around in which ways do you think that NFTs will be useful in the financial market? I'm not sure it is as clear as maybe it needs to be, but uh, you know, do you, do you see any applications of NFTs when it comes to, let's call it the, yeah. the DeFi world as well? Yeah, yeah, there's already NFTs that you can uh, use as collateral. Uh, you have 200K NFTs in your bank and uh, you want to take a loan using wow, them yeah. as like collateral. Um, there's funds that give you yield uh, based on, like you can, like just like you invest in index funds, you can actually, actually buy like a basket of uh, of uh, uh, of uh, currencies you can also buy a basket of nfts what, um, like whale or others exactly well but not only well like anybody can do it right it's uh, it's uh, it's like anything you can do with the rc20 you can do with nfts it's a it's a oversimplification but you know it's not it's it's possible uh, to to use uh, 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 to collateralize it, to uh, to trade it on AMMs, uh, create price discovery for it. Um, I think anything on top of Ethereum is a is a financial use case. Uh, in the end of the day, it's, it, it, mm -hmm. we're talking about buying NFTs with money, which money, how the how's the price is calculated, uh, um, how the payment is cleared, how the settlement works, any everything around contracts is 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 financial yeah um is there any other oh wait one second we have uh where can i find these nft etfs well i think that the main one we know of is as well unless yeah. you are familiar with another one um, um so i would anticipate everybody to do something like that soon because uh, the speculation is that uh, the money is pouring in and inflates the, the like I saw Kings of Leon uh, minted something on uh, OpenSea or something. Uh, you see like more artists, uh, you want to invest in index funds. Um, I'm sure somebody will sell it soon enough. <laughs> um, index right. Uh, tokens. Right. I, I think the... The question though becomes, you know, right now it's at the beginning and everything is, you know, scarce. <clears throat> but once you have every creator and their mother minting NFTs and there's just this overwhelming amount coming online every second, um, you know, th that's going to create downward pressure on, on many of the, the NFTs. But there will still be the Mona Lisas that obviously, you know, retain value. So, um, you know, because there's so much yet to be discovered in terms of which creators and, you know, which emerging artists and which older artists, um, 
you know, that, uh, that remains to be seen how the, the, the surge of new token, new art and new NFTs coming online will affect the, the price of the yeah. existing supply. So I, like, if you think about it, there's three, three ways to move uh, uh, wealth through generations. It's uh, real estate, gold, and art. And uh, Bitcoin is currently 1 trillion. So it's like breathing on the back of uh, the neck of uh, gold. So already we're like, it starts to feel like there's, there might be like a flippening between Bitcoin and gold. Um, right. I, th- I think with art, it suffers from uh, authentication problems, theft. Um, there's also like a new type of art, with it, which is digital, which is kind of like probably be more relevant for... 99% of, of humans. Um, so uh, art uh, tokenized, um, uh, you know, and, uh, and, and, and being able to, to track who owns what and be able to, to keep, like create a record, record keeping and, and transfer ownership. And of course, real estate, like there's so many markets where there's no real estate markets at all. Like it's not hard to, uh, to reach the conclusion that uh, you know all of those things will be on the blockchain one day because they all suffer from the same problem of uh, tracking who owns what and actually using it other than like putting it in a safe um, there's nothing you can do with gold or, or art um, other than like hang it on but here you know it opens up your it, it's actually capital and it's actually can work for you and it's actually used for centuries pretty much anywhere so it's not like a specific culture uh, is interested in that and it's not relevant for the, like for humanity we need those things on the blockchain uh, equally so that's that's i think the, um, uh, the my summary like nfts is uh, is the very ambitious thought. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but nfts are very ambitious but in like you know 50 years from now i totally see gold art and um and real estate all tokenized sure 50 years from now we'll also you know either be living on mars extinct in the cloud brain chipped singularity so let's uh let's not get ahead <laughs> of ourselves we have a lot yeah to, Let, to let's see Let, let's the, hope let's hope we can we can survive <laughs> by then <laughs> exactly exactly survive and thrive so thanks to everyone who who joined the call really appreciate your time uh thanks mark really appreciate your time and your insight as well uh looking forward to uh to the next one and uh, hopefully that will be next week so thanks again